0: Welcome to the Proclaim Podcast, where we sit down with missionary disciples and talk all things around sharing Jesus with others. Hello, and welcome to the Proclaim Podcast. My name is Emmy Namoro, and I work for Proclaim. To those that are listening to this podcast for the first time and are avid listeners, I am not your usual hosts, and this is for good reason because this is a very special episode. Um, In this episode, we are going to go back to the basics, talk all about Proclaim. Um, We're going to discuss the movement, its growth since its launch in 2019, and answer some frequently asked questions that people have asked over the years. So who better to have this conversation with than my boss (laughs) and the director of Proclaim, Eric Chow. Hi, Eric. How are you?
1: I'm doing well and I'm so excited to have this conversation because yeah. now I get to be on the other side yes. of the podcast. You ask me the questions yes. and I get to respond.
0: Yes, so fun. Um, so for those that may be listening to this for the first time or for those who do know the, um, the movement but don't know you as well, um, could you introduce yourself a little bit?
1: Yeah, of course. Uh, I've been uh, Catholic since birth. I was born and raised here in the Archdiocese of Vancouver, went through the Catholic elementary school, high school, uh, was involved in Mm. youth ministry and and all those things. Uh, However, my faith really was just sort of the slice of the pie, and it was some some sort of an aspect of my life, but it wasn't really Mm. relationship-driven. And so during my university years, that was when I, had, I was faced with a number of circumstances that called me into this idea of mm. relationship. Um, I fell in love with Jesus through an, a beautiful encounter of him and uh, and everything else kind of turned. Oh. I, you know, it, it, it was no longer a slice of the pie. It was the pie. <laughs> it was like Jesus I was at the that. center of my life. Wow. And through that, I began to get involved with a movement mm. called Catholic Christian Outreach University Student Movement that yeah. is dedicated to evangelization. Mm. Uh, I then, after graduating uh, university, I finished a degree in engineering mm. uh, and uh, started to work for Catholic Christian Outreach as a lay missionary, and I right. did that for fifteen years. Wow! Uh, so, uh, in two thousand and nineteen, when Proclaim started, I moved on from uh, CCO and mm. began to work for the archdiocese as the director. proclaim nice um i am also a family man and married (laughs) to a beautiful woman named vanessa Mm. we have five children and we are active active members of saint patrick's parish in maple ridge the best community the best family not biased at all (laughs) (laughs) we love our community i love it yeah
0: i love it um, so I don't know if we've ever done this in the Proclaim podcast before, but I'd like to play a game with you. Just, Let's do it. Yeah. So it's rapid fire questions okay. just to get to know you a little bit more. Okay. <laughs> you know? Okay. So, so just top of the dome, whatever yeah, comes. Whatever comes okay. straight away. Favorite saint? Ignatius. Really?
1: Wow. I didn't even know I was going to say that. <laughs> that's a, that's a good one. That was the first saint. I, I got, got a, I got a bunch of favorite saints. Yeah. Okay. 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 Rapid got, fire. No, okay. okay. Yeah.
0: What's your hidden talent?
1: I can roast coffee.
0: Oh, yeah. Um Eric actually roasted coffee for me today and it was really good. <laughs> Very good. So I yeah. can attest to that. Um favorite spiritual book.
1: Oh, Soul of the Apostolate nice. comes to mind. Yeah.
0: Really? Why?
1: Yeah. Well, I think it it really called me into a deep uh understanding of prayer and intimacy with the oh, Lord and okay. how it also meant was meant to like to serve the apostolate, to serve outwardly. Mm-hmm. And that really was uh, a turning point when I read it to think of the, I guess what you would call the, the two-sided, you know, two sides of it, the same coin okay. uh, of holiness and and mission. Nice. Yeah.
0: Wow. Yeah. Very fitting for today's conversation. Yep. Um. Go to guilty pleasure. Chips. <laughs> I would have never guessed that. <laughs> <laughs> the way <you're> just- Chips. <laughs>
1: Chips. Yes.
0: Amazing. And as we are currently recording this at Holy Ground uh, Coffee House at St. Patrick's in Maple Ridge, I feel like I need to ask this question. So go to coffee order.
1: Oh, okay. This isn't very rapid. Okay, fine. Yeah, in Take a very away. good coffee shop, I'd, mm. I'd order an espresso. Okay. Yeah, or maybe a pour over
0: mm. would be
1: another thing. Yeah, cool. but I also I drink my coffee black.
0: Oh, yeah. you're one of those one of those understand yes. <laughs> i got you yeah okay so once again as i and thank you for um indulging me in that that was really fun <laughs> yeah
1: of course the saints one caught me I, I wasn't i thought i was yeah i mean i've got some other saints that that are favorites i mean saint patrick yeah, uh, saint not Paris. just because it's my parish but right. i've gotten to know him and mm. he's awesome yeah. i mean yeah or saint francis xavier i just love his zeal. Yeah. saint paul yeah, there's there's a lot. I see a lot of themes
0: yeah. in these saints, actually.
1: Missionary. Yeah, a little bit. Yes.
0: <laughs> Makes sense, especially yeah. with your background. Right? Yeah. So speaking of your background, actually, let's bring it back to the movement. Um, so for those that are listening that are probably not from our diocese, our diocese of Vancouver, um, and those that are in the diocese, can we talk about it a little bit more? In the most like basic way, how would you describe Proclaim? What is it?
1: Mm-hmm. Well... Proclaim is a movement. Mm. I'd probably say that's that kind of is a category. So we're not like a ministry or an organization or an office or like, you know, uh, I I mean, movement would be the word that best describes what proclaim is. Mm -hmm. And when we think of movements, obviously we think of things that move. That's right. uh, But we also think of groups of people that have a like-minded mission or purpose or or some sort of desired outcome. So if you think of movements in the life of the church, or even movements in in secular settings, they, they generally have some sort of like desired outcome, right. or some sort of very clear mission. So yeah. what would be Proclaim's mission? Exactly, yeah. now, Why are we a movement, and mm-hmm. what is the mission that we're trying to accomplish? Yeah. Well, it's in our statement, awaken disciples to proclaim Jesus. Yeah. Uh, what that means is, we are working to help individuals mm. who have fallen in love with Jesus mm. to proclaim, the, proclaim Jesus in their homes and in their communities. And, and that's it. That's, that's sort of the simplest version. Proclaim Jesus in your homes and in your communities.
0: Wow. Okay. I'm very curious. And I know we've talked about this before, but how did you get involved with Proclaim with your background in CCO? And how did that happen?
1: It's an interesting progression of a series of events okay. <laughs> that starts with the Holy Spirit wow. prompting everything, really. Okay. And, I, and I'm not saying that because it's the the kind of Christian Catholic thing to say, well, the Holy <laughs> Spirit moves everything. We know that. right? Uh, but there were some very specific events that occurred leading up to mm. proclaim starting mm. that aligned everything. First of all, the Holy Spirit prompted a number of leaders here in the Archdiocese of Vancouver to consider something like this, okay. a movement of evangelization, a movement that's awakening disciples to proclaim Jesus. And so that had to occur at, mm. this, at one time, uh, and it really happened around 2019, 2018, 2019. Yeah, yeah. And at the same time, the Holy Spirit was also calling the church through Pope Francis mm. to observe more missionary activity and to bring about this, this sense of missionary urgency, and this mm-hmm. is when Pope Francis had called forth what he called a, an extraordinary month of mission. Yes, and he asked yes. the whole church to observe an extraordinary month of mission. He named October 2019 wow. as this extraordinary extraordinary month of mission. So Holy Spirit's prompting a bunch of leaders to think about this. As a result of the Pope inviting yeah. uh, the whole world, the whole the Church universal to ex. ex- Observe this extraordinary month of mission. Mm. And at the same time, there was a prompting in me mm. uh, to something that was calling me to discern what what God wanted for me in my life. Wow. Uh, having worked in a, as a missionary with Catholic Christian Outreach yeah. for 15 years, I really felt the movement as not just a an employer-employee <laughs> relationship, but mm. really as a family mm. and a movement and mission that I was sold for mm. and really loved and wanted to be a part of. Mm. And uh, I would just say through prayer and some discernment, uh, it felt like God was asking me to maintain some of the charisms in the mission of cco but outside of cco i see and so um, it was a kind of a a prompting of the holy spirit to seek that and Mm -hmm. to begin to um, to think about ways in which i could help the church evangelize Mm -hmm. in a way that i've been able to in cco but do Mm -hmm. it out of cco and so this was kind of a perfect storm of yeah. things occurring, uh, which could you could say was coincidence, but I would say is <laughs> prompting of the Holy Spirit yeah, stirring here in our archdiocese, where I was ha- I had this prompting. Mm. You know, the Pope called for the extraordinary month of mission, and some of the the key lay leaders here in the archdiocese was saying something. You know, something is stirring, and we want to help. We oh. want to help disciples start to proclaim Jesus.
0: Okay, yeah. so let's fill in some little blanks over here so after the movement started were you the director right away
1: yes well the movement started in october uh 2019 at the first upper room conference i think it was like october 19 october 20 somewhere in there yeah and i started working for the archdiocese on october 7
0: wow Um,
1: feast of the holy rosary wow uh, our lady of the holy rosary uh, and uh and so that was my first day with the Archdiocese, which meant that this process was kind of occurring throughout the summer. Yeah. Plans for Upper Room and Pro- Proclaim were already in place. And so um, this all kind of lined up together mm-hmm. in terms of timing. And so when I, when I was hired by the Archdiocese, it mm. was as director for Proclaim. Nice. And Proclaim as a movement had been planned and thought through with some strategy and, yeah. and some partnerships along the way. And of course, the public. Hard launch was at <laughs> Upper Room Conference. Yes, yeah.
0: yes. All right. Um, so let's talk a little bit more about the movement. So as we mentioned, it's to awaken disciples to proclaim Jesus. So would you say that is our mission as proclaimed? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. The way I've described it in other settings mm. would be uh, to consider some of those first disciples right. on the beach <laughs> with Jesus. Uh-huh. and And Jesus makes a clear invitation. He says, follow me. But he doesn't stop there. He continues and he says, I will make you fishers of men. Okay. So it's a twofold invitation, mm. not only to be a disciple, which is to follow, mm. uh, but to be an apostle, mm. which is to go and do something, to be sent out. Mm-hmm. And uh, to be to be sent out was that second part of Jesus' statement, mm-hmm. I will make you a fisher of men. Right. So when I think of the life of most Christians, mm-hmm. most Catholics, yeah. I would say that the majority are not being fishers of men. We're not responding to the great commission that we hear in Matthew 28, go and make Mm -hmm. disciples of all nations. So a lot of us have heard the first call, follow me, but not the second call, I will make you fishers of men. So I I have this image of us all in this boat, right? (laughs) Right. And we're sitting in the boat because we decided we wanted to be in Jesus' boat, but none of us are fishing. No. (laughs) Yeah. So we're watching (laughs) others fish, but we aren't. And so that's the awakening like, I see. So, you know, you, you think about even the 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 disciples in the boat and Jesus was asleep, mm-hmm. right? But we shouldn't be asleep. That's like right. we should be awake. And of course, Jesus wakes up and, you know, like <laughs> he calms the stormy, does all things. Right. But but for us, we shouldn't be asleep on the boat. Mm. Yeah. And so, awaken is an intentional word, right? Yeah. To uh, bring about an awareness, open our eyes, uh bring us into the privilege and the responsibility Mm. of proclaiming Jesus, Mm -hmm. awaken disciples to proclaim Jesus. And not just so that we can bring people into relationship with God. I think like that, Mm. uh, when we think of evangelization, that's oftentimes the first thing that we think of, that we Mm -hmm. have to go out and reach people and bring them into relationship with God. But it's also for our own good. Mm. It, It really is a way for us to strengthen our relationship with god mm. uh, we've heard the term um ho- i mentioned earlier you know, the the two side the two sides to a and coin is yeah. holiness and, and mission, mm. mission. Mm. and i i would say that we need to be holy mm. in order to go on to mission mm. but we also need to go on to mission in order to be holy
0: man oh man that's true <laughs> <laughs> no it makes sense because like okay. why would you learn about something go deeper into this relationship with christ but not want to share it yes right
1: yep yeah and some of our our holy fathers are our, our previous popes and yeah. uh, some of the document documents that have come out mm-hmm. of the vatican whether it's through apostolic exhortations mm-hmm. or um you know different uh, encyclicals mm-hmm. have used pretty strong language as in mm-hmm. like they would like some of the languages uh says it, it is unthinkable Mm. That we would become disciples and not want to go and share it with others yeah, exactly um, it's it's our duty it's mm. it's the primary mission mm-hmm. of the church to mm-hmm. go out and to evangelize and to make disciples so um, so for for me to say that holiness and mission are the are two sides of the same coin, which is actually uh, like a reference uh, it was Pope Benedict that actually oh, said that too okay. he said you know holiness and mission are two sides to the same coin um, this isn't just some sort of uh, You know, I don't want to say marketing, but just more—it's not just sort of like a a, a fancy phrase to kind of help emphasize Proclaim's mission. This this really is um, at the heart of what it means to be a disciple. Mm. Yeah, you
0: share it with others. That's right. Exactly. Um, And I'm realizing now as we're talking, we say the word Proclaim a lot. It is the name of our movement. Yes. Um, I'm guessing a lot of people don't know why it's called Proclaim. Maybe we can talk a little bit more about that. Yeah. Where did the name come from?
1: Yeah. Uh, The name Proclaim came before I I started working for the Archdiocese. So I can't say that I was involved in the process. But what I, based on what I do know is that there was a a number of Mm. times gatherings with some of the leaders of the Archdiocese Mm -hmm. and a few key people that have been engaged in evangelization here in local parishes and communities that got together and, and prayed about this movement. And part of that prayer, and not just to say that it was like all all prayer it was prayer plus some strategy plus Mm -hmm. some you know conversations and discussions and and through that the name proclaim came forward and Mm. the reason why is because in our mission we say we want to awaken Mm. disciples to proclaim jesus and Mm. so there is an emphasis on the word proclaim Mm. and of course you know we hear Uh, St. Paul speak of this right and he says uh, all that matters is that Jesus is proclaimed and that is what brings me joy Mm -hmm. and and I think that is a further emphasis of of the need to proclaim Um, when we think of evangelization we can you know we can often maybe pigeonhole or define evangelization as being like almost singular in its action which is just to proclaim Mm -hmm. and and that certainly is um, I guess a very narrow way of seeing evangelization that's And it it shouldn't be that way. You know, we understand and and know that the primary means of evangelization is to witness Mm -hmm. and to witness through our lives, Mm -hmm. but to also witness to what we have seen and what we've heard, who we have encountered. And then through that process of witnessing and and growing in relationship, we are invited to proclaim. (laughs) And I think Uh this is the part you might even say it's the crux or the challenge that we Mm -hmm. we are facing here in our archdiocese where we were we're learning how to be witnesses, mm-hmm. but we're not that great at proclamation, mm-hmm. proclaim. So mm-hmm. I think that's probably part some of the answer that mm-hmm. that you're ask uh, yeah. to the question you're asking about why why proclaim or why the name <laughs> proclaim. I yes. think it's yeah. it really is giving us maybe a a bit of a focus on an aspect of evangelization that needs to be mm-hmm. elevated. Yeah, proclaim the yeah. name of Jesus. Proclaim His life, His right. teaching. Right. Um, you know, all of all his salvation, like mm-hmm. that he is one for us, but but proclaim him. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah.
0: Okay. So what does proclaim offer? So how do we awaken our disciples to proclaim Jesus? What What do we do?
1: Yeah. Well, uh, proclaim has a number of principles that it follows mm-hmm. and uh, and you might call them some foundational directives, you know basically some some pillars that help us move forward mm-hmm. in understanding, the movement Mm -hmm. of proclaim the first is that we have all been called to mission Mm -hmm. that each and every one of us by virtue of our baptism are called into this life of mission and evangelization and of bringing of bringing disciples and and helping call disciples um into the church and uh and i think the uniqueness of this um has to be in contrast to maybe some of the um maybe the popular thinking that it's the church's responsibility to proclaim right. or that it's missionaries mm. or religious or mm-hmm. priests or specialists or professionals. like It's their responsibility to, uh, to proclaim and to evangelize. Mm. No, the, the, the foundation for proclaim is that all of us, mm-hmm. like if we want to be true followers of Jesus, we have to say, I will follow you and I will make fishers of men. Mm. So um, universal call, personal call to yeah. Holiness and to mission. Mm-hmm. There's a theme here, right? So yes, that's the call, personal call. The second is that uh, each and every one of us, if we are called to proclaim, have what we call in Proclaim the proximate periphery. periphery. Right. So if you've listened to the podcast, <laughs> you've heard me before, I've said this <laughs> All before the time. proximate periphery. <laughs> and approximate periphery is simply defined as those who are close to us, mm. they're proximate to us relationally, that's right. but far from mm. Jesus. So they're on the peripheries. Mm when it comes to faith and, and life in Christ and relationship with God. Each and every one of us have, uh, we, we each have a proximate periphery, mm-hmm. and it's unique to us. Uh, I think that's the neat opportunity that Proclaim is really trying to emphasize that you know a pastor doesn't know who I know, mm-hmm. and you know mm-hmm. people that I don't know. That's right. And there are opportunities in the homes, within families, within relationships, within workspaces, extracurricular activities, schools like ministries, soup kitchens. There's so many places where we all can name proximate peripheries. Mm-hmm. So we want to activate mm-hmm. each like each individual with this call to mission mm-hmm. to go out into the proximate periphery. Mm-hmm. So yeah. two foundational pieces. That's There's right. two more. The next one is that we want to create what we would call annual cycles of momentum. momentum. Now, momentum is such an interesting word. And I think I shared this in one of the reflections from a previous upper room uh, to relate momentum to uh, how it impacts a moving train. Mm. Um, when a train is stationary and you put like just a small rock in front of the drive wheel, uh, you could keep a large locomotive, huge train from moving, right? Oh. It's, it's really easy to keep it mm-hmm. stationary, right? Mm-hmm. Small little rock. Mm. But if a train is moving, uh, it has momentum. It could break down walls. It can break down like massive barriers along along the route. And so when it comes to evangelization and it comes when it comes to the mission of Proclaim, mm-hmm. we want to provide these moments of momentum mm-hmm. to help our communities and individuals get back onto mission. Because mission is not an easy thing. There's a lot of barriers to mm-hmm. it, whether it's a fear of rejection or like the barriers of time Mm -hmm. and busyness and other activities. So these moments for us are are ways to recreate the momentum, of course, all founded and grounded in in the inspiration of the Holy spirit. It Mm -hmm. has to be, but to create these moments of momentum so that parishes and communities can invite their missionary disciples to proclaim, to Mm -hmm. get onto mission. Mm -hmm. So, Annual cycles of momentum and then the last pillar is something that we call narrowing the focus Mm -hmm. and narrowing the focus is uh, is for us expressed by the number of tools that we offer Mm -hmm. to help people with Mm -hmm. and uh, and this is an interesting area because I know there's a there's a lot of questions (laughs) around like why we use the specific tools that Mm -hmm. we use and maybe we'll get into that or maybe I'll just answer it now but (laughs) yeah so uh, when it comes to the Proclaim movement, I mean, when you think about the mission, it really is about the people mm-hmm. and wanting to help them evangelize. Yeah. And when we say narrow the focus, what we're saying is that we can help offer two tools, mm-hmm. specifically two tools of evangelization.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, and the reason why we offer two is because we, we've learned how to use them, mm-hmm. and they have been like dramatically fruitful here mm-hmm. in our archdiocese. So, those two tools are the CCO Face Study Series, namely the Discovery Study Mm -hmm. and Alpha. Mm -hmm. And, like I said, over the last number of years, uh, in talking with pastors and with talking with some other lay leaders in the parish setting Mm -hmm. in particular, they have mentioned that when it comes to evangelization and discipleship, uh, these two tools have been the most fruitful initiatives that they have taken mm. uh, alpha and cco face studies and i can also speak from that from experience mm-hmm. that they are wonderful tools of evangelization mm-hmm. now there's a couple of other reasons why we want to narrow the focus as well okay. and and part of that is um, is that when we narrow the focus we can begin to offer more of a of an exper of a, a shared experience of learning from others okay. and networking with others right. to help those who are trying to use the tools. Mm. So as an example, Mm. I've been able to introduce some parishes to other who have run Alpha numerous times Mm -hmm. to new parishes that Mm -hmm. would like to run Alpha. And the conversations are easy because Mm -hmm. they can say, avoid this. These are some pitfalls. (laughs) This is where we went wrong. But if you do it this way, there can be a lot of fruit in in the process. Mm -hmm. At the same time, Here in the Archdiocese of Vancouver, we're privileged to have Alpha Canada Mm -hmm. in our backyard. Their head office is here. And their director for uh, Alpha in the Catholic Context Mm -hmm. is a parishioner at Christ the Redeemer Parish Mm -hmm. at Zadix. And he and I have worked really closely uh, Mm -hmm. together in helping some parishes and communities launch Alpha. And if you're listening to this and you want some help, Ed (laughs) Zadix is the name. He would love, love, love Mm -hmm. to sit down and and hear some of your dreams and help uh, help, uh, you run Alpha Mm -hmm. at home. In a community with a parish, mm-hmm. whatever, and of course, uh, the other tool with uh, the CCO face studies, we have local CCO missionaries that have been on the ground here since I want to say 1998. Wow! So 24, almost 25 years now, yeah. and they've been running face studies not only on the university campus because that's their primary that's area right. of mission, but mm-hmm. uh, increasingly more and more in in parishes. Mm-hmm. And like I said, some of the most dynamic mission driven parishes have you know, indicated and have shared directly and, and publicly that mm-hmm. uh, faith studies are among, if not the most fruitful mm. uh, thing that they've been able to, like, in, like take on mm-hmm. uh, when it comes to evangelization and discipleship. That's right. Yeah. Right. So there you go. So to summarize, <laughs> like, you know, what some of the, you know, the foundations of proclaim, you know, how do we, like, mm-hmm. you know, what are the principles? Right. It's um, personal call to mission. Right. Proximate periphery. Uh, annual cycles of momentum mm-hmm. and uh, narrowing the focus yeah. Yeah.
0: okay so i'm thinking about those that may not have a formative background in the faith there's mm-hmm. a couple terms maybe we could break down let's a little do bit. It. let's yep. do that missionary disciples what does that mean
1: mm-hmm. missionary disciple well the term missionary would be to say that it's someone that is under a mission like <laughs> i think that's my, that might be like the simplest version so even to take it out of the christian context right like you're you're on a mission, mm-hmm. and so you could be called a missionary. Okay. Um, I would say, like, in the Christian context, mm. the general understanding of missionary would be someone who goes out, mm. like, to Africa or to, you know, the Americas or mm. to places that, you know, that are, you know, in the, mm. the, the far corners of the world mm. to bring the good news. Mm. Um, in other cases, I think some people think of missionaries as those who go, to these places like these rural or you know places Mm -hmm. um and and they build homes Mm -hmm. or they you know they help provide water or they do something to that effect and i would say that uh, missionary can also be um defined for christians for catholics as being under the mission that the church has been called to Mm -hmm. and we know that in the great commission we hear jesus say go and make disciples of all nations and so if you're committed to um making disciples of all nations then Mm -hmm. you could say that you are a missionary Mm -hmm. now the term missionary disciple i Mm -hmm. think is one that pope francis has really popularized and brought forward Mm -hmm. and has said everyone is a mission every disciple is a missionary to the extent they have encountered jesus Mm -hmm. and so um in that sense he's turned the the term missionary from um oh man pardon my like (laughs) <laughs> like english uh book, like definitions but yeah, he's, yeah. he's turned it from noun to adjective is that sound about right like i think so i think so right so it's like yeah. okay we're gonna we're gonna give a, a a pride of place to the to the character of disciple mm. or to the description of disciple and mm-hmm. say uh disciples should be missionaries right and and then he just kind of made it like a nice easy way to say it you're missionary disciples but you could also say we're disciples and apostles, right? We're mm. we're disciples in that we follow Jesus and mm. we're apostles because we're sent, mm. we're sent on the mission. Okay. Um, we are um we're missionary disciples because not only do we follow Jesus, but we follow his mission. Come after me and I will make you fishers of men. In the so, most
0: simplest way. Yeah. And let me know um if this is correct, if mm-hmm. my understanding is correct. You are a mission- missionary disciple if you follow Jesus and you tell people about him. You yes. like bring people Mm -hmm. right yep and going back to the tools that we um that you talked about with alpha and cco i think something that i've noticed after working for proclaim for a few months is that i think a misconception that people may have is that if i'm not doing alpha or leading a cco faith study in my parish am i still part of the proclaim movement like how does that work
1: yeah that's that's a common question that many people ask yeah and i think when when we come back to that call to be missionary disciples, mm-hmm. the call is not to run a program. Mm-hmm. Uh, the call is not even to, um, like, to just proclaim mm-hmm. Jesus. The the call is to live out our our Christianity and our uh, Catholicism mm-hmm. in a way that most, I guess, aligns to the like the deepest identity of the church, which is to evangelize. Mm-hmm. And so, what that means is. If we're called to this evangelization, then like, however we decide to 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 respond to that, um, whether it's in like you know through relationships or using a different tool or doing something else, you're 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 responding to mm-hmm. the like to the call to be part of proclaim. So mm-hmm. proclaim as a movement isn't saying you know run Alpha and, and CCO mm-hmm. and now you're part of the movement. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're saying if you are excuse me if you're if you're evangelizing and you're you're part of the mission Mm -hmm. of the church then you're part of proclaim Mm.
0: so good yeah yeah i think and that was always that was always something that made me sad after learning a little bit more about the the movement is that it's not about the tools that we're using it's about this inherent spirit this missionary spirit yes that we have yes right
1: yeah yeah another way to put it would be to say that um if you gave a skilled carpenter yeah. inadequate tools mm-hmm. uh, I'm pretty sure they would be able to build something beautiful mm-hmm. but if you were to give uh, an amateur carpenter mm-hmm. the very best <laughs> tools that money can buy right. you're still likely to get something mm-hmm. amateur mm-hmm. and so m- I think a big part of proclaims emphasis is to say we have tools at our disposal mm-hmm. namely Alpha and Discovery mm-hmm. that have proven to be fruitful yeah. and that we have people who know how to use them mm. in our backyard mm. and that they are willing to help others. Mm. And so to our, quote unquote, amateur <laughs> amateur carpenters, that's right,
2: that's right. we've
1: already given you a really good tool. You may or may not think that it's the absolute best tool, right. but it's hard to argue the fruitfulness yeah. of it. And so let's focus on, less on the, like, the specific of the tool, mm-hmm. And let's focus on helping you become mm-hmm. a great carpenter yeah. or in proclaims terms, let's help you become <laughs> a better missionary disciple, nice. a more skilled missionary disciple. Yeah. Because I would say like like missionary disciples can, can step into any situation, mm-hmm. you know, hopefully and, mm-hmm. and 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 find a way to evangelize, mm-hmm. right? St. Paul didn't have Alpha or CCO or, or any of <laughs> these things the or St. Francis Xavier or anything. Right, exactly. <laughs> so, kidding. but... But they they proclaimed they mm. proclaimed what they had seen and what they heard mm. the, through the witness of their life. That's they found right. opportunities to mm. develop and grow in relationship, mm-hmm. and uh, and then they invited people into mm. a relationship with God and mm. invited people to, you know, to um confess Jesus as Lord and King and to bring about the kingdom of God through yeah. through their life and through their actions. Okay.
0: So I've noticed that you have mentioned that there's been a lot of fruit from these tools like Alpha and. I'd love if you could share a story or
1: two. Uh, mm-hmm. talks yeah, about that. yeah. Well, I can share from a personal experience okay. of running Alpha here at St. Patrick's mm-hmm. uh, in the first round, where uh, we had some non-Catholics, um, parents of um, of some some families um, in our school who uh, experienced Alpha and decided to explore faith further, um, as well as seeing some of uh, our Alpha programs bring. New people in who are questioning and wondering about faith who we've, you know, through that process have made the decision to become disciples and, mm-hmm. um, and, uh, and recently have been received into the church through baptism. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think those are probably a couple of personal examples that I can think of. Um, I know a parish that invited the local community in the, to Alpha and mm-hmm. ha- they had a table of, um, you know, individuals that were immigrants mm. and ha- from different faith wow. backgrounds and were curious to know more about Christianity. Yeah. And through that process of invitation and, and questions, made the decision to become Christians and, okay. and enter into RCIA wow. and then start that process towards uh, towards full communion in the church through the sacraments. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've, I think there's been a number of stories that I've heard uh, where you know, you have individuals who have been Catholic their whole life, mm-hmm. and you know have have lived out what they you know what they understood to be um, the the Catholic life, right? Sunday Mass, you know, flip some pancakes for the Knights of Columbus, you know, help out with youth group, just do these things. Mm-hmm. But through an introduction, um, through an invitation to join a discovery study, have has has learned and has been given the, the opportunity to respond to. Uh, this personal relationship with Jesus that can change everything. it turn everything on its head and mm-hmm. and also put uh, right order to why we would want to um, worship, attend mass, um, practice our faith through acts of service and involvement in in the community. Mm-hmm. So I think a big part of the fruitfulness of the faith studies is that there is uh, a, a component of accompaniment that mm-hmm. o- that occurs. You have someone who comes in and, um, you know, shares life and, and friendship and asks questions and, and listens. And through this process, you're invited into a relationship with, with Jesus. Um, and this could be a, a first commitment, but it could also be a recommitment. Mm. It could be a clarifying commitment. <laughs> um, all, all of these have, have occurred in, in, within Alpha and wow. the studies, and they've occurred here in our archdiocese. Little plug here to uh, you know proclaim's YouTube channel. If you go to <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, our YouTube channel, right. we've been able to capture some of these meaningful stories where people have um, shared not only how Alpha and the Face Studies have impacted their lives, mm. but also how they how they've gone on to be leaders in their parishes to help with evangelization um, okay. efforts as well.
0: Wow, so cool! I didn't even know. You know that. Um, so, I actually went on our social media channels and asked for a few frequently asked questions, and I'd love to ask and throw them your way. Let's do it rapid yeah? fire to our <laughs> listeners.
1: I know nothing that's coming. Actually, I've known nothing yeah. that's been coming yeah. since we started. <laughs> that's so
0: true. He told me to take charge, and I did. Yes. It's, so, it's been so fun. So, um, in the Archdiocese of Vancouver, we have two I think this is a common misconception, and I think you know what's coming. Um, we have something called the Holt. Yes, and we have what we've been talking about for the last few minutes. I don't know how long it's been now. Proclaim. Yes, and people always get confused yes. between the two. Let's yes. talk about.
1: That. Okay, okay. Well, behold and proclaim are both initiatives of the Archdiocese mm-hmm. of Vancouver, and so if 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 people are wondering, like, are these two different organizations? Are they different bodies within the life of the church here in Vancouver? Right. Uh, they're not. They they are initiated by the Archdiocese of Vancouver, mm-hmm. and they're meant to offer two different um i -hmm. guess um to fill two different needs okay um behold is meant to really be a digital online community that Mm -hmm. where we can share stories of faith Mm -hmm. and invite people into the life of discipleship through um through content Mm -hmm. and through digital means Mm -hmm. and so this is where if you go to behold vancouver Mm -hmm. you see some stories you hear some um, some reflections. Uh, there's some topics that are that are meant to also be a little bit more world facing. Mm. So if someone is kind of on on the sort of the outside of Christianity, looking in, mm-hmm. or you know, are are a drifted away Catholic or a nominal Catholic, and are and are thinking about wanting to explore faith like m- more more deeply, then Behold is a place where they can go online mm-hmm. um, and. And read some content, hear right. some stories, find some events that are being put on by the archdiocese and local communities and parishes that could be helpful mm-hmm. to them. Okay. So mostly, you could say, "Behold" is a digital community.
0: Okay.
1: Uh, Proclaim uh, is more more than just a digital community. It's a it's a movement, mm. and the movement has certainly some you know brand assets and <laughs> a digital space and a website and all that stuff, but ultimately the main part of proclaim is its people mm-hmm. and that's you and me and mm-hmm. that's the people in our parishes and in our catholic communities that are willing and wanting and desiring to make jesus known mm-hmm. and to proclaim jesus in their homes and in their mm-hmm. community so I, I hope that's that's one way of distinguishing the two mm-hmm. one is a digital community right and the other is a movement of people
0: would you say that uh behold is like a resource almost of course and then as it is yes Mm -hmm. and then proclaim is more so like action would you say there was a beautiful metaphor that you talked to me about before about breathing do you remember yes yeah
1: yeah i think the breathing part is is realizing like we can't just constantly be breathing in
0: that's right that's
1: right so (laughs) if we were to take a huge breath and hold it in eventually we have to breathe out that's right and so Behold and proclaim can be looked in that way, where mm-hmm. behold is the digital community that helps mm-hmm. people breathe in right to strengthen our mm-hmm. our love for God and our relationship with God mm-hmm. and to be encouraged by stories of, mm-hmm. of this of that, but then eventually we have to breathe out that's right and proclaim is about helping people breathe out mm-hmm. to go out to share mm-hmm. faith with others mm-hmm.
0: yeah okay um speaking of breathing out, how have we done that through proclaim mm-hmm
1: yeah. Well, uh, before the pandemic, we started a number of different trainings, and some of those trainings were to help individuals launch alphas mm-hmm. and and CCO face studies in their homes and their communities. And we actually had a uh, a campaign, kind of an invitation, oh, yeah. to help this uh, by asking people to make invitations, right? Okay. Invite people to alpha. Invite people to right. CCO and 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 track it with us, right? And mm. and we wanted to get. About, we wanted to get 5,000 invitations out.
0: Um, oh, yes. So we those. were
1: on track to hit 5,000, oh, or yeah? I think we were on track. We okay. were at about maybe 3,500 invitations. Not bad, not bad. Yeah. Pretty good. Yeah. And of, co- of course, COVID hit, mm. and, and that changed everything. Mm. Um, but uh, throughout all of this process, the mm-hmm. pandemic, changes, shifts, Proclaim has done a lot of work mm. uh, supporting individuals and parish communities Um, in their evangelization efforts so i've worked with parishes to help run online alphas Mm -hmm. Um, i've helped parishes launch alpha or to help them get in touch with cco where they can help uh, launch face studies or Mm -hmm. or support the face study initiatives that they have Mm -hmm. so i do some training around face studies and alpha most of those trainings i i bring Mm. other experts in into play (laughs) you know the CCO Missionaries or Alpha Canada, I'll bring them in. Uh, But we've also been doing uh, some other initiatives uh, that are more accompaniment-based.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Where we've been able to offer something called an Accompaniment Masterclass. And that teaches people how not just to be friends and (laughs) accompany, but to have an intention behind it, Mm. which is to help people Mm -hmm. uh, realize and be aware of Another person's mm-hmm. desires yeah. hurts, challenges,
2: mm-hmm.
1: qu- you know, questions, uh, seeking dispositions, mm-hmm. and and help bring about relationship with God mm-hmm. to occur in their lives. Yes. And so that's been tremendously fruitful mm-hmm. because intentional accompaniment is something that um, I guess is is a is an important skill that. Mm-hmm. Anyone in any ministry um, (laughs) needs, whether you are an RCIA coordinator or teacher or prep catechist or whatever, a a parent, like accompanying others is really the primary means that we can begin to evangelize in a Mm -hmm. personal way. Mm -hmm. So we do that. And then I bring leaders together sometimes as well to help them uh, answer and and find ways to respond to some of their own Mm -hmm. questions in evangelization. Um, I've worked with leadership teams to Mm -hmm. help form cultures of evangelization and create uh, invitations uh, for their own parishes. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think a lot of these activities might not be Mm forward-facing right there. And you've kind of taught me a lot about social media (laughs) and all this stuff, but I don't don't do a lot of of that. But but we do spend a lot of time Mm -hmm. with a lot of people Mm -hmm. who are lay leaders in our diocese who are fervently uh, striving to awaken disciples to proclaim Jesus.
0: And I wanted to plug, we actually have, if you want to learn more about intentional accompaniment, we have a series on our podcast as well with Michael Hall. That's right. That you did with him. That's right. So fun. Lots of discussion questions if Mm -hmm. you want to look into that. Anyway, um, so more questions coming your way. Yeah. Um, Any potential for evangelization and charism-focused workshops in the future, possibly?
1: It's funny you should mention that. Really? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Because uh, there is a wonderful program Mm. called Called and Gifted, Okay. Uh, put out by the Catherine of Siena Institute, founded by Cheryl Waddell. Yes. Cheryl Waddell, also on our podcast in one of our earlier episodes, if you're interested in hearing that. <laughs> um, m- most, I guess, popularized by what you would call the thresholds of conversion, mm-hmm. um, forming intentional disciples. Mm-hmm. Like that's really where she began to be a lot more known mm-hmm. in the evangelization space. But in it, mm-hmm. uh, in the Called and Gifted program, their their workshop. Uh, highlights the need for us to be aware of charisms, mm-hmm. and charisms are gifts of the Holy Spirit that right. are given to individuals in mm. service for others, mm-hmm. uh, in order to help others. So I would say that you know there's there's some interest there that that is coming forward to help people understand their charisms mm-hmm. and their ability to be in service yeah. to the Church. Evangelization, as I had mentioned, is the call of all of us, mm. and so this isn't. Uh, I I guess an aware, like trying to become aware of, you know, whether or not you have the gift of evangelization. (laughs) I think some people do. Like I I have a friend who's just so good at reaching Mm. out to non-Christians and non-Catholics and and they're so good at in that space. Not everyone is, Mm -hmm. but the effort of evangelization and the identity of evangelization is the responsibility of Mm -hmm. all of us. So I would say that's probably part of what's what might be coming forward okay. and I'm, I'm seeing more of that uh come up here in yeah. our archdiocese mm-hmm. um, and then i think when it when communities can understand their role in evangelization mm-hmm. together yeah. then gifts can just come forward mm-hmm. like complementary gifts where That's you have true. someone who yeah. um, who's good at one thing but maybe challenged another and mm-hmm. you bring someone else in to help so mm-hmm. i've worked with a parish where they've been running faith studies for a number of years okay. and When you look at their leadership team that helps facilitate these small groups, you see someone with the gift of administration Mm. and, you know, they're so good with spreadsheets (laughs) and calling people and organizing. And then you have the vision caster and you have the, you know, the person who's just, you know, wants to just really love people and and be in small groups. And then you've got the teacher and like when you have all these things come together in Mm. a community, Mm -hmm. then I think that's where evangelization can really flourish. And when individuals can feel like their gifts are being used mm. in service of the gospel. Yeah.
0: Isn't that the beauty of the Catholic Church, though? Mm-hmm. To have everyone have their own charism inherently with them. Yes. And to contribute together in the mm-hmm. same mission of the church. It's such a beautiful thing to witness
2: and to yeah. see. Yep.
0: Um, another question for you. Mm-hmm. Um, I know we talked about this earlier with the tools and resources, but are there any other resources in addition to Alpha and Discovery that we may endorse as proclaim?
1: Yeah, I think that there are there are there are actually a lot of evangelization tools available to us. Mm. And um, while we wouldn't, like I said, because we want to narrow our focus, we right. wouldn't be able to say offer additional training and resources because mm. we're limited in right. you know, yeah. time and our ability. Mm. There are there's others other tools that have been used here in archdiocese one of them namely is the search Mm -hmm. which is actually very similar in its approach not content but approach Mm -hmm. uh to alpha you know Mm -hmm. video series discussion questions hospitality Mm -hmm. all that um, but then there's some other tools that have been used like in the United States. Um, one of them is called Christ's Life. Oh, And okay. uh, again, it, it presents uh, the kerygma, the four-point gospel. Uh-huh. Actually, not the four-point gospel, but it, it presents a kerygma, okay. a proclamation, an initial proclamation right. into a relationship with Jesus um, through more of a, I want to say retreat setting, but it might actually be more like Alpha. Okay. Uh, I'm I'm not 100% familiar with it because I, I was using, I, I helped some parish use it before proclaim right and uh, okay. and they might have adjusted. Sure. Um, but there's other things that I've seen uh, work here in our archdiocese. i'll I'll put a plug to one of the mm. movements that I think is living out the values of proclaim okay. in a very I guess dramatic and specific way, and that's couples for Christ. yay and uh, I know I mean yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're, yeah you're a product of of CFC and that's and right. we had some others share their stories mm-hmm. and Uh, the fruitfulness of Mm -hmm. their involvement with CFC, but Mm -hmm. they have the Christian Life Program that is very much Mm evangelization-minded to bring people into loving relationship with God through a community, through meals, Mm -hmm. through sharing. And then they do a great job of following up with that Mm -hmm. by introducing and inviting people into real heartfelt community through, Mm -hmm. I think, what they call households. Yes, that's right. Um, so I think that's another tool, yes, if you will, yes. um, that that's uh, that's used here in our choices. And I mean, like even the tool itself doesn't make like the effort fruitful, like it's the people. And yeah. I know that talking to people who have been impacted by Couples for Christ, they mm-hmm. talk about the people who accompany them. That's true. And They talk about how loving and caring and how like they've learned how to do life together mm-hmm. and, and form a community mm-hmm. that not, not only is just about faith. development but of like real life um life development so Mm um uh the chris movement is another Mm -hmm. um i think uh movement that's here in our archdiocese Mm -hmm. where they're very much um about making a friend Mm -hmm. um you know um forming friendships and then introducing those friends in uh to jesus through a retreat setting right um i think i did a Yeah, I did a a podcast with someone who was a product of the Curcio movement.
0: (laughs) Yes, you did. Yes, you did. I remember this. (laughs) Yeah,
1: Brad. Yeah, Yeah. so if you get to hear his podcast Mm -hmm. episode, he actually has been using Curcio, CCO, and Alpha together in this, you know, really neat way (laughs) to bring about um, like a a beautiful evangelization Mm -hmm. effort uh, in his parish. So yeah, so those are a few tools.
0: Okay, cool. So for our listeners listening to the background of Proclaim, hearing frequently asked questions that people have asked over the years, I'm sure um, one that came up a lot is, "How do I get involved? How yes. do I get involved with Proclaim?"
1: I would say the first thing mm-hmm. is to subscribe to our email um, <laughs> yes. to our email list because that's really our primary means of communicating outwardly. Mm-hmm. Um, or follow us on Instagram and fa- and our Facebook group. Those are our social primary mm-hmm. social media channels. But right. I think the email is the first part. The second part would be to uh, to see if there's something that's happening in the life of your parish. Mm. Um, the Proclaim movement is. Um, you know, we're not trying to kind of build our own parish, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. kind of digital or mm-hmm. remote parish. Yeah. We know that in the life of most disciples Mm -hmm. here in our archdiocese like the the primary community is the parish community Mm -hmm. and there there might be others in your community and in your parish that also would love to begin to emphasize evangelization Mm -hmm. uh, in the parish so i would say like find those people have a look at your parish see if there's something and if if there isn't anything and you you want to initiate something um, talk to your pastor Mm -hmm. uh, let him know that i'm also available proclaim as a movement has uh, resources to help with that mm-hmm. there have been individuals that have also reached out to proclaim where they've been looking to uh, evangelize mm-hmm. within their circle of friends yeah. or their workplace yeah. and we've helped launch some online alpha courses uh, where people have invited their friends and their mm-hmm. co-workers and uh, we have uh I don't know if it's a podcast but we did a Facebook Live interview with a few gentlemen who did this in their workplace. Cool. Uh, that might be on YouTube. Okay. Um but you can hear <laughs> their story of how yeah. they started off in the middle of the pandemic uh-huh. online with uh with work friends. Wow. Yeah. So. Okay. Yeah, did that answer I sort of so. the beginnings so. of that? The next part of, I think would be to um like if if you wanted to like check out some of our resources Mm -hmm. that's probably also like the beginnings of getting involved and then if you really want to get involved Mm it's like eric at Proclaim.com. like tell me that's right and uh reach out yeah and and reach out Mm -hmm. yeah yeah there's a there's a like like proclaim as a movement right now because it's it's about awakening disciples to proclaim jesus is is kind of a small subset Mm -hmm. of the catholic population overall Mm -hmm. um yeah
0: also, something I want to ask, yeah. I forgot to ask this earlier, but how has the movement grown since its launch in 2019? What mm-hmm. would you say?
1: Mm-hmm. I would say that there have been disciples that have found ways to evangelize mm. uh, through just an invitation mm. and through some of the, the res- I guess, the trainings that we've done That's and the right. encouragements as an example um, I'm currently working with two parishes right now that are about to launch their first Alphas wow. uh, in the fall. Wow! Uh, we, we brought a small group, and, and we've done this year over year. Last couple of years, even during the pandemic, we've helped a couple of parish communities that wanted to begin evangelizing, and they decided they wanted to use Alpha. And so we helped them. We trained mm-hmm. their missionary disciples mm-hmm. um, in some of the parishes that we've worked with. Um, they've been using Alpha in the face studies for a long time, but mm. they were challenged by the the process of forming leaders, I multiplication. Yeah. And we've we've done some master classes for them, mm-hmm. and that's helped them invite new leaders. Mm. So um, those are some of the small ways I'd mm-hmm. say um, Proclaim is growing yeah. um, every every few months. Actually, wow. um, we're we're talking to another parish or another individual or, or another group of people that are saying you know, we, we want, we want to begin to evangelize in a very intentional and more mm-hmm. tangible way. Mm-hmm. How can, how can you help us? Okay. Yeah.
0: Good to know. So as we wrap up this conversation, I'm very curious to hear as the director proclaim, seeing its grown, um, its growth since 2019, um, where do you see the movement going? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, First of all, as we said, early, like right at the beginning <laughs> of the podcast, that right. this is a movement of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And so I might have some plans and dreams mm-hmm. and, and thoughts that I could put down uh, by way of strategy. But if, mm-hmm. if the Holy Spirit isn't in it, then it's not, then then we shouldn't be doing it. Mm-hmm. So that's that's the main thing I, I, I want to say about but, like where yeah. I see it going. I have a sense, though, that there are more and more disciples that really do want to evangelize. Mm-hmm. And um, I'd say that in these, in these first few years of Proclaim, I've learned that one of the main, maybe I would say two things, like in, in terms of like areas where Proclaim is going to add more emphasis. The first is in helping people make invitations. Mm-hmm. That to me has been one of the main cruxes, the main challenges, mm-hmm. barriers to, uh, to evangelizing. Most parishes and communities have no problem pressing mm. play on a on a <laughs> you know to to run alpha yeah. or like the CCO face studies. I mean, they got leader guys. They got training videos. Mm. Like, if you're willing to do it, amazing. Mm. Um, and as, if you're willing to do it, like, there's amazing resources that can help you. It's it's not as difficult as one might think. It,
0: yeah.
1: But invitation, mm-hmm. real challenge. Yeah, you can't so, press
0: a play button on that. Yes. Yeah.
1: So I would say that is going to start to reemphas. I want to put a lot more emphasis sure. on that. Yeah the intentional accompaniment masterclasses that we ran were so wildly really fruitful were. that we yeah. didn't like that we didn't expect. So I want to double down on on those Yay. because they really can help people accompany others. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then when it comes to training, I'm l- I'm learning that uh, specifically training and evangelization, um, we just need to practice. Okay, we got going to practice how yeah. to make good invitations, That's how cool. to um, understand how to, Help others through mm. their like their journey and the things that they're wrestling with, and you know how to how to accompany them. I think like practice is is, is a big part of the emphasis because a lot of our catechetical approaches mm. and our teachings are, are really just that. It's like okay, I'm going sh- <laughs> to I'm going to throw you some knowledge. I'm yeah. going to I'm going to send you to yes. Evangelii Gaudium, and you're going to yes. read this, and then you're going to be a missionary disciple, or yes. you know read this book <laughs> and read this, and here's this quote. Uh-huh. And, um, and, and that's good to to a certain degree. Mm. I think it can raise the awareness, but then right. the skill of evangelization still needs to be formed in all of us mm. and practiced. Yeah. So even if you knew how to play the piano years ago, <laughs> if you don't practice, you're not going to learn. You're that's not right. going to really play play it well or or give a do a piece justice. Mm. So I think uh, practice is going to be a, a big part of how we move forward okay. with um, with the movement, right. and. Um, Maybe one other thing, if it's okay, so the third uh, would be to reemphasize how important leadership is Mm -hmm. in the life of a movement. And um, as I was sharing with a a group of leaders earlier, Mm -hmm. leadership isn't just about authority Mm -hmm. and uh, being able to tell someone what to do Mm -hmm. uh, or having a position. I think when it comes to the Proclaim movement, Leadership is going to be about our ability to influence, mm-hmm. and our ability to understand that we have we have influence mm-hmm. whether we like it or not. <laughs> and so, mm-hmm. uh, you know, to hone the skills of evangelization and to develop our our missionary character is mm-hmm. going to help us increase our influence to help others make meaningful decisions for their Mm -hmm. lives and hopefully they would make the most meaningful decision (laughs) of their entire life which is to follow Jesus yep
0: you know what image came to mind um when you were talking about practicing evangelization and I know you mentioned before to me that you're a fisherman right and we talked about this metaphor about being on the boat what I saw in my head was just like people being taught how to like how to fish yeah Yeah. and just practicing and then once you get there yes will be fish- fishers fishers of men yes and how exciting is that yes for the yep. um so one final question for me mm-hmm. any sneak peek you'd like to give us for uproom 2022
1: oh i'm excited about uproom 2022 Yay. for a number of reasons one is that <laughs> we are going to be in person
2: Woo!
1: and so the last couple of years we weren't like you know we had to do the remote thing yeah. and the online thing and yeah. the hybrid and the host sites mm. and there was a lot of good that came that's out true. of that yeah. uh, but there is something to say about gathering people together yes. and i i heard from a number of people that they missed gathering mm-hmm. downtown that's and right. so that's one thing little sneak peek we're going to be downtown okay the second is yeah. that in relation to practice okay and to that kind of Building the evangelization skill. Yeah, uh, we're gonna we're gonna increase the number of workshops oh, that we're gonna offer. Actually, and we'll have some a number of different experts sharing um, their practical skills and expertise in evangelization. And uh-huh. uh, we also are going to re- really think about this idea of holiness and mission being two sides of the same coin. So Upper Room is gonna have an element of like that call to holiness mm. and the call to mission. And the last thing I'll say <laughs> with the with the real kind of like sneak peek to upper Room let's go, let's go. is that uh, we're gonna have two patrons, two patron saints That's that right. are that we're going That's to right. that we've been praying mm-hmm. to, interceding, yes. and and allowing their spirituality so and their insight to come forward. The first yeah. is Saint Therese of Lisieux, mm. whose feast day is on October first, and mm-hmm. then we're gonna try and do something around that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the second is Saint John Paul II, mm-hmm. whose feast day is on October 22nd. Uh, which happens to be, for 2022, our upper room uh, date. Ooh. So that's the other sneak peek. Um, both of these individuals, St. <laughs> you know, Teresa of Lisieux, patron of missions, yeah. uh, which is kind of crazy because she was cloistered. Right? I know, I know. So how is she patron yeah. of missions Um we're going to hear more yeah, about that I at the conference, more. and of course Saint Jean Paul II, who was a mm. huge champion of the so new good. evangelization, yeah. and has really influenced the Proclaim movement in in its approach mm-hmm. and in its uh, in its desire and and um, mm-hmm. an ardent, um, I guess, mm-hmm. proclamation mm-hmm. of of the gospel.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm recognizing now that some people may not know what Upper Room is. Yep. What is it?
1: Upper Room is our annual moment of momentum, right? That's, you could say it that way, but it's also our (laughs) annual conference. That's right. That's hosted by Proclaim Mm -hmm. that references the upper room Mm -hmm. in Pentecost where Mm -hmm. the disciples gathered and then were sent out in by, after receiving the Holy Spirit Mm -hmm. to go out and to evangelize. So, you know, in our archbishop's words, you know, I want upper room to be known for its both its gathering power yes. and sending power. So yes. we want to gather disciples in our archdiocese mm. to be strengthened and renewed and to build some momentum and excitement and inspiration and to mm. offer some practical skills and then send them out yeah. to, uh, to make disciples.
0: I'm so pumped up. I don't know about you, Eric, but I am so pumped up. Cool. Um, so again, uh, thank you so much. As we wrap up this conversation um i just want to thank you for joining me i mean this is your podcast i'm just hosting you for today <laughs> but thank you for that i think there's such a gift in being able to have a bit of a refresher about what this movement is all about because it's um it feels like it's still a baby but it's yes. been three years yeah and it's good yeah. to learn a little bit more about it get back to the basics you know yeah right
1: yeah and the good news uh, some of the some of the good news about movements is that um. You know, it it does take time Mm, and sometimes we have to really push hard to keep the momentum going Mm, and pandemic and all those things. But I I do have huge confidence that the Holy Spirit is still moving in proclaim and Mm. in our archdiocese and that with great expectation, we're going to see more and more of how God is moving here in in the communities and in the parishes and the lives of our disciples here Mm. in the archdiocese.
0: All right. Could you please lead us into closing prayer? Sure.
1: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for your Son, Jesus, and for uh, the gift of salvation. And Holy Spirit, we invite you to inspire in us uh, a, a desire to share Jesus in our homes and in our communities. Grant to us all of the gifts that we need, and especially the gift of boldness and of courage. Uh, to go out and to make disciples of all nations in jesus name we pray amen father son holy spirit amen
0: yeah so thank you for listening to the proclaim podcast you can listen to this podcast wherever you listen to our podcast and you can follow us at we are proclaim on facebook and instagram thank you so much and god bless